Welcome to Finding Emo, our podcast where we discuss our favorite albums from the early aughts and thereabouts. I'm Blake Fisher, joined by Chris Monier and Kyle Simmons, because we're the three people that host this podcast on a bi-weekly sure. basis. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we've got a new ask in 2022, even though we're more than halfway through the year now. You can go to findingemopod.com. Uh, and you can uh, sign up for our email list. We've also, I think, still got T-shirts that we're selling. We do, and for anyone and, uh, that has are... bought a shirt, they're shipping out. So, yep, first, shirts first coming around, headed out. Uh, great. Anyway, uh, Kyle is doing today's episode, which is about the used, self-titled, or first album. What it was? Is it self-titled? What we're calling it? I get nervous every time now after uh, that Blink Twenty Two album. Th- this is just called the used album. The used. Okay. Well, Kyle, tell us about the used album. All right. Well, uh, first of all, I was going to say that we decided to do this one because this bad boy turned 20 just a few weeks back. This uh, came out June 25th, 2002. It was recorded at Foxy Studios with uh, none other than Jonathan Feldman of Goldfinger fame and more recently Avril Lavigne. We've talked about him a few times on this podcast now. He's the yeah, king he is of the a, era. a staple in the genre. Um, <clears throat> but this is their debut album. Um, really, I mean, anybody that's listening to this knows who the used is. They know this record. So I'm just going to hit you with a few quick facts that I, I appreciated. These these dudes grew up in, in uh, Utah. Sounds like all were kind of affected in growing up or, or in either Mormon homes or around Mormonism and just kind of rebelled. And, um, the, the thing that I like just a little, yeah, bit. the thing that I like the most about these guys is, uh, I remember reading something and seeing stuff for John Feldman was talking about how they would send him demos and he told them like, this sucks, this is not good. <laughs> and they just kept sending him demos until he was finally like, you know what? I think I can do something with this. And he got them signed. I believe he got them signed to uh, Maverick, which was Madonna's, you know, imprint on Atlantic or Warner or whatever it was. Something like that. That's right. I remember that. Wasn't that Lance Morissette was on that label, right? Um, I do not remember. Okay. Well, it was uh, it was definitely Madonna's label, though. It was definitely yeah. So now that it says the label was Reprise, and maybe it was, but for whatever reason, I thought everything that he signed kind of went came out on Maverick. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, Uh, but yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I think they were on Reprise. They they kept sending. Forget everything we said about. Yeah, forget. (laughs) You don't need to know that. (laughs) Sorry, forget it. Don't don't worry. That's just background. Well, I mean, uh, Madonna's got a new record coming out soon. Uh, She looks frightening, by the way, (laughs) if you haven't seen her in a while. She looks like a muppet. It's, it's kind of weird. It's unreal. Like different person. Um, I yeah. I mm. yeah. Her in the freaking Goo Goo Dolls. Not <laughs> oh, Johnny Resnick and 90s. Madonna. <laughs> also, yeah, I'll he's throw, scary looking I'll throw too. a little Kim out there. You know, probably. Little, little, oh, oh, dude, oh she's my unrecognizable. Gosh. Oh, yeah. Madonna's there. Does no one tell these people like, hey, maybe <sighs> that's enough? <sighs> I I really wanted to tell. Yeah, Kyle. The, I thought of you because the Goo Goo Dolls had a music video and like they left the comments on on the Instagram ad. Oh, oh that's no. not a good call. <laughs> that's, that's I just took a drink and I was not prepared for that. Um, yeah, so anyway, back sorry. to the used. Yeah, so right. um, anyway, 
these dudes were like, you know, I think at least they knew each other in high school. Uh, the drummer, um, Brandon Steinkart. I, I don't know if that's how you say that, but uh, Jeff Howard, the bassist, no and um, Quinn Allman were in a band, and then Bert was in another band, and like their bands broke up, and so then they got Bert. They did these demos. They sent them to John Feldman. He was like, "You guys suck." They kept at it, and then he was like, "Yeah, let's make a record," and this is what they made. And um, man, I. I I don't really have anything more to say other than maybe some things as we go along. So can I just tell you guys my first impression? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Well, I distinctly remember hearing this band for the first time because there, for me, there are very few moments where like you hear something and it sounds so different and so new that it's like, it's, it's, it's everything before this. And everything after that, right? Like it's it's a landmark, it's a bookmark in music. And this was that for me. I had never heard anything like this. I remember people telling me about the used. And the stupidest thing I remember is people are like, Yeah, their lead singer pukes. That's his thing. He like screams so hard that he pukes. And yeah, this is not this not is not, not doing it for me. Well, and the thing game. is, like you guys know, we were so the three of us. In case you guys didn't know, we played in like pop punk bands and. Uh, and, and like all of a sudden every band was a screamo band and it was like, overnight. Like it was like a switch oh, happened. Yeah, yeah. Someone flipped a switch overnight. and screamo. And, and the thing that was more, dun, 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 the thing that was more annoying about it was that like any of them that you were playing a show with, it's like, Hey, so what kind of music do you play? It's like, Oh man, it's just like really hard to describe. I just, I don't know, man. It's like, you know, we listen to the Beatles and it's like, what? You're a freaking screamo band. Um, and yeah, I can describe yeah, it really well. It's called screamo <laughs> and I don't like and, it. And, uh, yeah. anyway, so, I, Sorry, I knew these guys, I, I had heard these guys were like a screamo band. And then I had heard the legends of Bert just screaming so hard that he would puke. That's what he did every single night. And I was just like, nah, this is not going to be my thing. And I used yeah. to go to sleep watching MTV two and box full of sharp objects came on one night. And like, I remember like jumping out of bed and like, holy crap, what is this? And, and yeah, I mean, I was hooked from the moment I heard it. Like, this is insane. It was definitely, it was not all the other screamo bands. That's for sure. Lord, no. Yeah. I mean, I think mine were probably, I don't remember exactly my first impression. I know I had this record. I, I bet the story was, I mean, if I had to put money on what happened, it would, I would say it was pretty similar to yours in that, like. A, I tend to, for whatever dumb reason, sometimes, well, there are certain, there were probably certain people that would tell me like, you've got to check out this band. And sometimes it would kind of be like, like Kyle, when Kyle tells me to check out a band, I'm like, okay, I should do so. There are other people that tell me to check out a band and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I should not check out that band um, because I'm not going to like it. And then I'm going to have to explain that I don't like it to them. Um and I bet the yous were kind of in that vein too. Cause yeah, same thing. Like the people that were super excited about them were some people that I was less like inclined to trust their opinions probably. And that's probably unfair of me for sure. But I do remember, yeah. Then you hear and you're like, okay, this is like, uh, it makes sense to me that you just said that the, the, basically the, the rest of the band was in a band together. <laughs> and then yeah. Bert. Cause like 
They're tight. Yep. Like they're really good musicians. Oh yeah. Uh, really, really good rhythm section. And I think that's probably the thing that was my first impression. I was like, okay, these guys are really doing a lot more complicated stuff than the general. Musical, just like, man. Okay, we're clean on the verses, distorted on the choruses. You know, um, and. <laughs> The drums and bass specifically are just doing a lot of cool stuff. What was the? Do you know the name of the band that they were in before, Kyle? I don't. Um, okay. I I, I, I don't. There are parts of this later on when we're doing the clips that like remind me of stuff that I hadn't really thought about. Uh, before. Dumb luck of, is what like, the band's name was. Dumb luck. Okay, I'm I'm nice. I'm gonna see if I can find that later, and uh, I'm curious what they sounded well, like. So another thing that's crazy to me, uh, and Chris, I'm sorry to say this before you get your first impression in birthday buddy. But one of the things that's crazy to me about this record is we talk about what a staple Feldman is in, in the genre and what, mm-hmm. I mean, he basically is a, he, he's, a, he's a hit maker. You know what I mean? If he puts it out, people yeah. love it. But, but like, what's crazy is this is 2002 freaking Goldfinger. He's still, he is, he's not John Feldman at this time. He is the lead singer of Goldfinger and in 2002, right. they put out Open Your Eyes. This is just two years after Stomping Ground, which is like, I mean, that, this is like a staple for me. I, I'm a huge Goldfinger fan, but like this dude is like at this point just getting started with all the production. And and with this band, I, I really think with this band, he takes off because this record goes platinum. What had he done prior um, to this? I think yeah. uh, I'll I'll look like what were the big ones? Well, done like at this n- point? I mean, not not big, big, but like uh, show off, which was big in in okay. you know in the genre pop. Like punk kids thought show off was awesome. Um, let's see, I'll take a look. Chris, you can tell us first impressions I, while I'm looking. Actually, yeah, you tell. Us okay, first so he had done all the Goldfinger records. This is it. This is the first one. This is it. This is the this thing. This is it. Okay. Yeah, I'm 99 sure that this was his yeah. first. I didn't look at that timeline, but that makes sense. But God, this record sounds like a million bucks. What a first freaking record, dude. Like, holy crap. I would love to know what the budget was on this. Mm. Because I bet it wasn't huge. uh, Because Felden wasn't the name that he ends up being. Wow. So that's that's pretty big time. Because, I mean, yeah, he'd done some records, but not, but most of them were his own. Were his own. Uh, So, yeah, this kind of throws him out there. I would imagine, and uh, he starts making some of that production that money. Chris, oh, tell yeah. us your first impression. My first so. impression, uh, similar to you, Kyle, I everything I heard about the used made me hate <laughs> them. I heard about the puking thing, and he was like, "Oh, Kelly that's Osborne. right." I that's forgot right. about the puking thing. Yeah. Why was that a thing? Was that and, a PR oh, yeah. thing? Did they push yes. that on purpose? Oh, why? They were, like that? That's he what like so one of the first memories I have of somebody telling me about the used was. Back then, everybody would pass around those DVDs yep. about bands yep. they really liked, and like you'd go to parties at people's apartments, and they'd just be playing the DVD. And everybody, there was this one, it was like kind of grainy footage of him throwing up on stage, and everybody thought it was so cool. And I, 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 I mean, throwing up is just something that we can all do if we choose to. Why is <laughs> right. it so special? This is not like, um, and, and and he like never showered and was yep. just kind of dirty and. But like, once again, I have no, I'm not saying that's a problem for me. I'm just saying like, that was like what everybody was talking about. And then I heard Taste of Ink and like, like you, Kyle was like, oh wait, this is like really, really, really good. And then when I heard the music, I was blown away. The The album was spectacular. Um, and you know, I wasn't, I'm not as big a Goldfinger fan as Kyle is, but I always liked them. Uh, you know, I had the 
what was the album called with the space girl on the front? That's just self-titled. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, that was like in yeah. my rotation, man. I mean, I loved that album. Um, so once I found out he did the record, I was really interested because I was, this doesn't sound like something he would like, but clearly he had an eye and an ear for what could be really cool. And I thought it was cool too, that he, I think a lot of artists shouldn't should recognize probably you've got what like five to seven years of your career before you're probably going to start fading away. Less than that, if you Pro- throw up every night, yeah. it's going to well, ruin your. It be, and it became yeah. a thing. It really did later on in his career. It became a thing. Like you got to stop doing yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. So I later like, on, I would think like two weeks <laughs> in, it would be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Your teeth would no, just I'm, be rotting from the acid. Well, if you look at pictures of him from that era, he does not look like a healthy young man. Well, I mean, it sounds like it was... Chris, you bring up... I think you just rocked my first impressions because that what you just said, the grainy video of him puking, so I had misremembered that as, um, for whatever reason, a video for a box full of sharp objects. But I'm looking at my notes now. Box full of sharp objects was never a single. So it must have been the same exact thing. No, No, it wasn't Taste of Ink. It was box full of sharp objects. That's the first song I heard, but I wonder oh, if it was on that it, that DVD that Chris is talking about because it was for sure like I was watching something and it was like, holy crap, this is the used. Whoa. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so I think we're all on the same boat as far or, or the same page as boat, page. Fairly decent. Analogy we want to go with. Uh, in the sense that like we were all maybe skeptical going in because of we've been hurt before. It. Yeah, and we've been yeah hurt for <laughs> so sure. Hurt. Uh, cuts deep, <laughs> but uh, but ended up being thoroughly impressed. Uh, but I really cannot remember the first time I heard this. I really I cannot. I'm sure someone played it for me, um, but really can't remember. But I do I do like the record. Um, so I guess we can get into uh, track by track if let's y'all want it. to. Does that sound like a good plan? Okay, let's go to track one, which is maybe memories. First, we accidentally picked two albums in a row on this show that open with uh, guitars yeah. tuning. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, under law, the successfully tunes the used <laughs> fails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did not pass that the tuning test, which is different than the Turing test. Yeah. That's a different robot test. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on the opening track? <laughs> a hell of a song. <laughs> It's just, it really introduces you. It's like, and now the used, like, here's all the things we do. We can scream. We've got great rhythm section, great melodies. Um, I mean, it's, it's perfect. It's the perfect introduction. It's almost, it's almost like they gift wrapped the band into one song and said, here, we, we need to show you guys off right away. Show everything that's going to happen for all those kids listening to your album, Blockbuster Music. Um, great guitar riff. Uh, you know, riffs are like, kind of going out pop punk is like getting huge yeah. at this time but they bring the riffs back um and jeff with those mm. hot bass licks mm. on the bridge so much that cool. young lad can jam so yes. much cool um, uh five 
and or six string. I don't know. I mean, like he hits some <laughs> low notes on this on this record. Um, Kyle, what I was going to ask is, I've got to hear this old band of theirs because again, something we're going to mention two episodes in a row. But like, there are listening back to this this week, I was like. There are some incubus totally. vibes on this record, and I'm like, it would not surprise me if those guys were in a band that was like yeah. in that vein a little yeah. bit more, and then kind of like blended into this kind of like post-hardcore punk kind of blend of that. Because that bridge sounds like it could be 100%. on an incubus record of this opening thing. And Chris, that's a great point about it being it's hard to intro your band like like your whole band, not just here's the first song in this record. Like this is us. Hello. We are the used. And you're right. This has got all the kind of kind of checks off a lot of their boxes, uh, really well like that. Uh, Kyle, where, where were you at? I know this wasn't like the first song I mean, you heard, but what's you your, guys covered it pretty much. All, I was going to say that I'm pretty sure it's this track that, um, uh, the guitarist Quinn Allman and John Feldman, they like, apparently this was just a very fun creative process for everyone. They started, they started experimenting and the intro to this where the guitar is being tuned, but then also you hear like this fight, this vibration, it's actually a vibrator that they put over the pickups on the guitar. And that's what that like coming in is. And I mean, it's, it's definitely a distinct sound, you know, like you hear it and you know, they're about to melt your freaking face off with that riff every time that's the most fun thing to do in studios like make dumb noises that's my favorite yeah thing to you, do. you like to get tom morello uh, on them well i just like i like trying to like find that weird ear candy stuff where you're like hey this like part of this song is missing some sort of weird sound or something and it's probably not a virus slap although that's a fun thing to do sometimes uh but you know it's like you got to go i don't know play with effects and feedback or something and or put a vibrator on a yeah. on a pickup, <laughs> like whatever works. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of fun. Anyway, let's go to track two, the aforementioned uh, "The Taste of Ink." Kyle, thoughts on Taste of Ink? Track freaking two. love this song, man. Like the freaking bass just sliding around. The I mean, I I love the here's the thing. We we all kind of mentioned already that at this time I had zero interest in listening to a Screamo band. None. And I have to give credit to Burt McCracken because it's like all no, nothing is in his favor. He's dating Kelly Osborne. He's in a screamo band. Uh, <laughs> like I, this is not my thing. He pukes and um, and I love his voice. He's just got something special. And I think it's just because he can actually really sing and has a u- unique character to his voice. But like, I don't mind if he's screaming or singing. He's one dude that I will tolerate that from. I'm like, yep, that sounds pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I love the song, and also I really like that. Uh, they said that the taste of ink is from like chewing on pens. Uh, like, and that's, that's where that line came from. So 
Chris, what are your I thoughts? You know what? I've read something about him saying this song's about chewing on pens, and that did not click. Yeah. Now I get it. Taste of ink. It's yeah. not like tattoo ink. It's like just it's like, oh, from, crap. Ah. This pen exploded <laughs> in my mouth. It's a... Uh, yeah, we've all been there. It's happened. Those cheap big it's, ones, yeah. It's there's it's hard to say a lot about this song. It's kind of ubiquitous for this era. This is a huge pop song for this era. I mean, it's interesting thinking if you would just like pop the CD in, didn't know anything about the band, it would go from song yeah. one to song two. Is this a pop band? What is happening here? This song's great. Um and the uplifting, hopeful bridge. Yep. Definitely. Oh, yeah got the nostalgia vibes it was it was fall of 2002 in my mind the moment i heard that bridge yeah i I, this is one of the songs that you know probably every high school band was trying to cover but like it's not it's not as easy to pull off as it sounds like it is you say it's kind of like more of a straightforward pop song and it is but it's not nothing about the instrumentation is and so I just imagine people were crashing and burning real hard <laughs> trying to cover a lot this. Of bad covers in yeah. their garages and stuff. Uh, it's not quite as easy as the old like, you know, what's my age again or something. Um, right to to pull off. Hey man, that's uh, so, a tricky. Yeah, I mean that bass. Well, I mean, <laughs> Tom DeLonge has to a hard the, time. What's with going on here? That's <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's a great song. It's a this this was this the first single on it? Yeah, surely it was, it was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, gosh, that's a that song was everywhere. It, yeah, it was. It has like four times the streams that the next highest uh, stream song on this album does you, on Spotify. You are least, right, so. though, Chris. Like this, it, it is a. I had never considered that. It is a weird choice for a first single when you when you look at the rest of what they put out. Right. Great song. I'm though. sure somebody today was like, yeah. "This is gold." Like, we're trust me, yeah. Let's so, do this yeah, yeah. A, like, hey, do you guys like making money? Then this, this, is, the this is the first single. Okay, cha-ching. Although, I mean, in some of those situations, they go with like the more like rock thing as kind of like, "Oh, we're gonna do this rock radio thing," and then go to the pop or kind of one. But I mean, like, it's not like it's blue and uh, uh, blue and yellow. Yeah. I mean, that's like even more right um, in that vein. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they made it. It was everywhere this song um so good for them they they blew up uh two tracks in and they're blown up let's go to track three bulimic This is as good a time as any to bring up that like this dude has an actual snare drum sound. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I I don't like on paper I don't love it. And like if I wrote down the description of this, like it's not that's not my favorite. That's kind of a remnant of the early late nineties, early two thousands. Is that like super kind of cranked <laughs> soprano yeah. snare sound? But what's interesting about that choice is that it was a lot of bands like. You know, uh, I mean, it wasn't just bands like Dave Matthews Band and stuff like that, but a lot of those dudes had Incubus, those bands had those kind of like really cranked snare yeah. drums. 
because they so they don't have to compete with the low end of the five string right. bass probably Quang. uh and it works well in this genre actually like it's not something i would have picked but uh he had such a signature yeah. sound like because remember when they the what made it click for me that it was like oh that's his snare drum is when they did that um that oh gosh david bowie and oh, yeah. freddie mercury yeah. cover uh under pressure and it was very clear that like this guy played the drums on it. It was not my Kim's drummer. Cause there, there was that snout. There was, there's that, that snare drum sound in the background and you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. I just like realized that that guy has like a signature drum sound, which is not, uh, super common. I mean, you know, Travis Barker is the, the one that comes to yeah, mind right. in this kind of genre, but um, yeah, that thing is cranked, but I like it. I mean, like I said, it, I didn't, I don't think I would like it, but it's almost like a comforting, yeah, <laughs> like, like a, like a blankie or something. Uh, Chris, yeah. what, are, what are your thoughts nice. on the, the actual song itself? Riffs with riffs, man. Happy Riffmas. <laughs> Merry Another Riffmas. great guitar riff. <laughs> I think Merry Riffmas <laughs> is Riffmas. like a guitar Christmas <laughs> album. It's gotta be right. <laughs> it should be. Um, and another, man, these guys can write a hook. Great, great chorus. The goodbye mm. to you line, keeping it simple. A lot of young bands don't know to do that. Just keep it simple. Like it doesn't have to be a million words, especially emo bands. Um, and uh, a great um, dreamy melodic bridge. These guys do this very well. You, 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 you kind of put it put it really well, fish. But those are my those are my notes. We've called out bridges a few times now. I think this might be oh, their yeah. oh. kind of superpower. Kyle, what are your thoughts? Uh, on I'm going to talk a little bit more about the bridge. I agree with everything else you said, but uh, <laughs> so I think that this song is like freaking pre Taylor Swift Swiftian bridge. Like <laughs> think about this, this band true. Like this is real time. This band is blowing up on this record. Yeah. And he says, I'm about to see a million things I thought I'd never see before. And I'm about to do all the things I dreamed of. And I don't even miss you at all. Goodbye to you. You know, like Holy smokes, man. Can you imagine <laughs> Can you imagine being broken up with it's that way all- and then dude sells a million records? I don't think That'd it's about a, a girl. I think it's about Yeah, drugs. it probably is. Uh oh yeah. I can't hear that. Yeah, I think I think I, I think I read that he says it. Well, he said drugs, like so most like of the I'm songs super most of the guys. songs are about drugs. Yeah, he, he told me personally. Yeah. He yeah. texted me. <laughs> he texted me and told me. Uh yeah, I mean, well here like was he well, I tried to the reason I know that is because I tried to look up was he actually bulimic because I just thought it could also be I mean that, he did puke every I couldn't night find while anything singing about that yeah and that's why I was like it's kind of weird <laughs> I had not put that together if uh, only we had some clues <laughs> this is like the most obvious cry for help ever no it's about drugs guys but you called it bulimic and you throw up every night on stage are you sure uh I don't know I was very confused by that I thought uh, cause what was, um, uh, well now I can't think of what the, well, who was the band that had the singer that was, bl- was anorexic. Oh, Silverchair. about it. The Australian. Yeah. Silverchair. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, it's like a weird, you know, that doesn't happen very often that you like a yeah. dude's, you know, it, it does happen, but you just don't hear about it very yeah. often. So I was like, well, that would be cool if that was what this was about. But you know uh, what? Then I take back well, what I said. Now, can you imagine being the drug that he's singing this to and hearing this song? And the drug's like, <laughs> please. And he's like, no, I've got millions of fans now. I don't need you. Uh, no, I think the drugs, I think the drugs got back in there. I don't think that he was. <laughs> he wasn't. I think he finished. battled that. Yeah. 
battled it for yeah. a while, uh, for sure. But I think he's been sober for a long time now, right? And lives in Australia. Oh. Like the dudes oh, from really? Silverchair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, he got married and lives in Australia now. I knew something. Where'd he go? That I found from the internet. Um, okay, well, uh, I guess that's uh, what we've got to say about bulimic. We're we're talking about bridges a lot. Uh, I'm glad y'all are on my bridge train. You know I like a good bridge. Let's go to track four, Say Days Ago. Is yep. that right? Is that really what this is called? Okay, let's do it. Kyle, what are your thoughts on, uh, well, what a weird title. Why did I not really think about why this is called, why is it called Say Days Ago? So that freaking musical bridge was awesome and we didn't even get to come back at them like just getting so freaking metal right there. Yeah, but I didn't want to just play an instrumental clip No, I I mean, I I get it. 40 seconds. Um, Man, this is, this song is a good example for me. Like this is Screamo, uh, I, for whatever reason, Screamo is like in this realm of its own. I don't mind hardcore music at all. Never have. But I was turned off by Screamo when I remember hearing this song for the first time and just being like, holy crap. Like that is, that's, that's wicked. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I freaking love his scream. Uh, I, I love that guitar part that we just got to hear um, against, against all all my uh, usual tastes, I enjoy this song thoroughly. Chris, what are your thoughts on it? It's well put. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I, I get what you're laying down, dude. Um, it's it, they bring up the metal and the hardcore, like they turn they turn it up a few notches on this one. There's, there's still kind of a catchy chorus though happening here, um, but it's. This genre, when the bands did it bad, oh. it was oh. really bad. This is like, this is still not my musical taste, but I still think I could tell it's really good. And I don't hate it. <laughs> Chris that's, is coming in very diplomatic. <laughs> Chris is coming in being diplomatic. I'm just gonna say it. I hate this crap. I really, I did. I just, it's not for me. I hate, I hate the screaming. I just, and this was like what. It's like I I'm with you, Chris, in the sense that like, oh, I get that this is like actually a better version of that stuff, but I still just really don't like it. It I think it's just because I'm this sounds so like I just have never felt that angsty about anything in my life that I felt like I needed to Dude, uh, let, let me ask you it, this, Blake. I guess. Does it make it worse for you? Because I know that you you don't like anything like that, right? But does it make it worse for yeah. you knowing what they are when they're not doing that? Like, does that make, in this case, does that make it worse for you? You mean like how much I like the yeah. other parts of this? Yes. That's what makes it even, it's like even more like, ugh. You don't have just to be like, doing this. Why do you have to yeah. do this? Yeah. It's like it, the, and like every, even this song, it's really the screaming that I don't mm-hmm. like. It's, you could, you could strip out all the vocals and it would be like a pretty, uh, like, 
pretty great, like just rocking instrumental jammy kind of song sounding thing. It's like, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on, but I'm immediately just like, I don't care. I don't want to listen to it. I want to skip it. And that's like my own, it's just not a genre that I like. And I don't really, I don't, but I don't, um, I certainly would not be like, you're wrong if you like this kind of thing at all. I mean, I've never been like that. It's like, there's not, it's not my thing, but that doesn't mean that I think it's terrible. I just don't like it. And so, and I don't, (laughs) I just don't like listening to it, but, uh, but I can, I can get why people liked it if that makes sense, but it just wasn't for me. And I think I was also like the, just the sheer amount of this I had to listen to every <laughs> night at the time because yeah. we were playing uh-huh. these like marathon shows with five bands, four of whom sounded like a terrible version of this. And then we'd play, you know, it was like, oh, yeah. and the, it, even the best of it, you were just like, no, nah, not tonight, <laughs> not ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were bands that were probably like thoroughly mediocre, but just weren't screaming. And we'd be like, this, that was really good. Way to go, guys. <laughs> Almost tri- and then you'd like pick up their album and you'd be spinning it and you'd be like, this is actually not very good. It was just like, yeah. it kind of stuck out though. from the crowd or whatever. Um, yeah. So I think it was just like a, a combination of being bombarded by it and not being super into it. Um, in the first place, but like that, those, the combination of it getting so big, it'd be like, you know, like a lot of people don't like polka. And what if all of a sudden polka was just like gigantic, you know, you'd be like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. That'd be weird. Right. I mean, weird Al weird would be Al into would it. Be He'd into be it. happy. Kyle, I, I had just had a funny playoff of what you said about, you know, the artist saying, oh, you can't really describe what we're doing, but like you're backstage and he's like putting on a Jack Skellington shirt. He's like, I don't know if it really put us in a box. He's putting on a spiked glove and he's like, you know, I wouldn't really say that we're like emo, but you know, and he's like putting on eyeliner. You're like, oh my God. I, I know what he's about to do. <laughs> he's going to practice my, his inward screaming. <laughs> our favorite thing ever would be to tell people that, uh, in screamo bands that we were like, yeah, it's just the new ska. And they'd be like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you've got like eight dudes on stage. One guy was just dancing in ska. He's now just screaming. Oh, man. Uh, you've got... Oh, the designated screamer. The de- oh, designated screamer. Gosh. And then you've also got the like the like mandatory outfit. It was all black, obviously, for screamo. There was plaid and shorts and vans involved the for ska. ska. <laughs> and, and, and the many, many piece drum set. Don't forget. Yeah, with the rack. Yeah. And but what was hey, funny hey, is hey, hey. no offense. No, it was just cool. it was just about how it had transitioned. Scott was not cool and, anymore, and this was. But it was the it was like the same people. <laughs> they had just like yeah, transitioned to yeah. this different haircut involved. It was spikes up with Scott. It was now they a went from happy to sad kind of situation. <laughs> did you have you seen the thing on Twitter? Uh, we'll put it. We got to put it on Twitter if we or did you post it, Chris? The thing with the. The uh, the emo haircut is actually a, a a chart of its popularity and rise and fall. <laughs> I haven't posted that. Oh my gosh, that's great. Okay, we gotta so find, find that and that. post it because it's really great. It actually shows the graph in the guy's hairline. It's pretty good. Um, anyway, that's just what this was for me, and so that's why it's hard for me to like love love the used is because you can't escape a few tracks like that on every record. But I think they're phenomenal. Uh, songwriters and musicians overall that it's just the screaming things not for me sorry you know I'm send the hate mail uh, preferably snail mail yeah. style that means you really put the effort yep. into it if you like put the stamp on it and everything like that that'd be 
uh, I'd be like, wow, kudos. This person really hates my opinion. Uh, Okay, let's go to track five, Poetic Tragedy. I mean, so oh my Chris, God, Chris is putting his hand, uh, like hand on the air, like Mariah Carey style in that Boys to Men video. You know what I'm talking about? They've all one got sweet one day, baby. One, one sweet, sweet day. day. They've all got one headphone on. I'm like, it's a terrible way to monitor yourself. Actually, just put the headphones on. This one can thing is a bad for bleed. Uh, yeah, those are, those are some notes though that he was hitting uh, on that clip for sure. Uh, what, what's the name of our award for the emo uh, lyrics? Because this this song has all of them. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to win well, the award, I thought, whatever we I call thought it. we were doing. Uh, I think that from henceforth it was uh, the AFI award, right? <laughs> is that what it's called now? <laughs> oh, <'Cause nice. laughs> that, that I works. think that I'm pretty sure Sing the Sorrow is the most emo <laughs> record we've done lyrically. Oh, <laughs> lyrically for sure. There's just no way it could be anymore. This one is pretty up there, though. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's you read the lyrics and it definitely is is in there. Um, Kyle, what are your thoughts on it? I didn't know when you play before you played the clip. I was like, surely he's got it in there. The dude, he just freaking yeah. soars, man. And I've this is one band that I really love, and I I love multiple albums from them. I've never seen them live, so I have no clue if he can pull that off. You have Chris, right? Yeah, I I, I don't remember. Oh, being cool. Disappointed. That's um, great. We were, yeah, we were we were having a little trouble hearing him because of mm. where we were sitting, but um. I, it just it, Hold it on. felt like he was hitting the notes. I like that Chris is going because of where we were sitting. He was backstage, right? Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <laughs> it was less. I, how did you? Why were you backstage? It was something with Katie. It's a long I can't remember. Okay, story. anyway, it's a long. It was story in Austin. Some, it was Austin City Limits it or something, right? Some fishnet pantyhose, and I don't really want to go. Uh, oh my goodness. Okay, well, not for me. Yeah, not from go. Katie. Just somehow. <laughs> just I was hoping you were in the fishnets, yeah. Chris. I was really <laughs> hoping. Hey, bird. <laughs> yes, no, no, we were, uh, and it was My Chemical Romance and Ooh. The Used. That was quite a show to be side stage for. That yeah. was not bad. I like uh, it. I just like that everyone else, other than Chris, nicest guy I've ever known, <laughs> is, would have been like, yeah, I was backstage hanging out with, and he was like, because of where we were sitting. I'll um, brag for very you, Very humble of you. <laughs> Thank you. I'll do it for you, by golly. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on it, on the, on the, on the track, not being this backstage? Sounds- yeah, this song's really pretty. Um, uh, just it's got kind of a jazzy vibe too. Uh, again, Blake, earlier you, you talked about how obvious it was that the rest of the guys played together. Yeah, and I didn't realize that even when we did the last record. Maybe we talked about it, and I didn't remember it. But I didn't realize that as I was listening to this. And you can't help but hear how great they sound together. Thinking this is their first record. This song's a perfect example. Um, there's just a lot going on, and I I, I kind of dig the departure in the middle of the record. Things get you know, bring it down a few notches. And I agreed with everything the, you said too. The fact too. that they're they're I mean, I think on the last episode where we discussed the use, we discussed this. 
they're a freaking three piece musical band. You know what I mean? Instruments like that is insane. Yeah. Do they play with more than just I, him I, I live? Do they have assume, like another guitarist? Surely, I assume right? they do, but I do know early on because I had that Maybe Memories DVD that they that they did play as a three piece with Bert singing. Well, I mean, shows. I mean, I've not listened to their old band. I am confident that they don't have as good of a lead singer as as Bert. Is. I mean, oh yeah, how could you? I mean, he's a really good frontman. Uh, yeah, despite Legend the vomiting. Status. Uh, but a lot of people enjoyed it <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Apparently, Vomit was in in 2002. Uh, but yeah, there's just no way. I mean, you know, you take the talent of that band and then throw a really good lead singer. And yeah, you get a little magic um, formula there, I would say. No doubt. Uh, let's go to track six, Buried Myself Alive. I think the chamber Chris is air drumming, so he gets to go first. Chris, what are your thoughts on Buried Myself Alive? Love the intro with the straight chords after all the craziness. It's cool that they just did a chill. I got to say, the Carter Buford symbol games on the verse annoy <laughs> the crap out of me. They do. I just want him, oh, I just want him to chill out on this <laughs> verse. I, I, I appreciate it a lot when he does his weird little voodoo with his splashy splashes, but not on this one, man. I just want him to, to, to hang back um, based on the verse. Uh, how does he do that? Where even when he's playing something simple, he gives it this like little the fact like that, that he's like plucking, he's like, guy he's like yeah, the, the salt bay, yeah. bay. <laughs> salt, salt bay. bay, yeah. He's like, he's like that. He's like, oh, you think it's simple, but you couldn't play it. <laughs> like, it's it's great. So, this is an awesome, awesome single, Kyle. What are you I mean, it's freaking excellent. And to continue on with how amazing that bass sounds, it's like, how the heck is he? He's he's picking right, like finger picking and slapping at the same time, and it's like little teeny baby subtle slaps, little bitty ghost yeah. note kind yeah. of things. I mean, it's yeah, it's that's that's what separates the like, hey, we got a bass player that we needed someone to play bass, and it's a guitarist that picked up a bass, and sometimes those make pretty good bass players, but then you <laughs> there is a different league that like this guy's in Jeff and, with a PH um, baby. <laughs> Jeff with a J E P H. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm just like they, they, it's like you could not, I don't know. You're just not going to get that without And I, I guess that's why it doesn't bother me on the drum stuff. I mean, I, he is doing a lot there, but the, that kind of swingy 16th or I guess eighth kind of thing that he's doing, like kind of calls for that sometimes, at least on the hat. I don't know. I'm with you on the splashes maybe and stuff like that. How about this? How about this? I would have loved to hear a take where he, where he took it down a notch and I, and like maybe if I would contrasted him, I would have been like, all right, I'll take that one. And I can't do any of that crap. I mean, it's, it it, it takes talent. It's super sparse though. Cause like, it's it's just really the bass and that harmonic. And I love that guitar part, man. Oh, that thing is so cool. That's what really like set it apart for me was that, I think it was like this 
like I said, I don't remember exactly listening to this record, but I know that this song impresses me in a way that it's like, okay, here's this verse. What should we do on it? I mean, I, I don't know if that's Feldman. Is that them that had this whole figured out? But it's it's genius. It's great. The bass is kind of driving all of the chord structure of the entire thing. It's literally just the bass and nothing because the guitar is just doing that mingo, 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 tapping kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, it's really just kind of ear candy in the background. It could be an arpeggiating synth. I mean, it's not really giving any structure to anything. It's just the drums and the bass. So, but that makes the kind of straight rock and roll chords in the chorus just like work because it would be boring if it was kind of straight the whole time. Right. Um, and God, they're just really fun, cool verses. I'm super into this song. I think this is the kind of thing that made me perk up and listen. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I like his voice when it gets growly or even like he gets like that in this song where he's a little screamy, but like that never, that doesn't bother me. Like I love everything in this song. Like there's not a part where I get too much. It's just when it's like, Oh, we're just screaming the whole time now. Uh, like the last song has got a lot more of that kind of thing, but this song's fantastic. I'm with you. It's, um, really good. And, uh, and we continue with the emo lyrics on this one too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's literally called bury myself alive, which was kind of the whole, uh, slogan for the genre a little bit, I guess. Uh, let's go to track seven box full of sharp objects. figured starting in the beginning is as good as anything on this song uh kind of has that fun rock intro kyle what are your thoughts on Oof, it that freaking guitar part man that that i i don't know what he's doing but it sounds freaking awesome i don't awesome. know what that chord yeah. is but it's, it sounds it's awesome cool. fr- i love the toms uh it, it it's just this is like i said earlier this is this is one that i heard and it was like holy crap what is this what kind of music is this um, this is not the the typical suck screamo that uh, that I was exposed to, and so um, man, I I freaking love this one, and it and this one gets pretty heavy in parts too. Um, but yeah, that 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 guitar part, the intro, um, and and the toms killer, and I think Bert's voice sounds awesome, and this song is about drugs. <laughs> Thank you, Dang, Kyle. You took my only. You took my only note. I just put drugs question mark and then scratched girls? out. And I put drugs. Yes, drugs, definitely. Yes, definitely. Yeah, def- <laughs> girls question mark. <laughs> definitely drugs. Uh, so yeah, is that Kyle? I mean, or Chris? Oh, is that literally you're like that's the no, thoughts? Is drugs? No, no. no. I, I like that. Uh, yeah, bring it back heavy again. And uh, I agree with birthday buddy. Drums and rhythm section on the verse are very nice. Um, and got oh, a little taste of the spoken word on the short bridge. It's just a little taste, a little teaser there. Yeah, also spoken word, not my favorite thing on records, mm-hmm. but um, but I like the I like the hutz, but to put it on your your debut record, you know, like just 
Not afraid. Not afraid to be themselves. That's cool. Well, we really want to get into spoken word. We can get to it later on in the record mm. for sure. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. There's a little bit more coming up later. Uh, let's go to blue and yellow. don't quite get to it on that clip but that next couple seconds is when the vocal does mm-hmm. that rotary speaker yeah. thing yeah oh, the little decay thing feldman yeah. it's so yeah. good i love was it was he just saving those tricks like his whole career like when i produce i'm gonna sorry do this thing. i can't wait to do it i'm gonna show it to- <laughs> well, you know what i think there is like a there's a you're always nervous to do stuff with your own thing. You're like, can I do this? Can I pull it oh. off? You know? And I feel like when you're with other people's songs, I mean, like I said, I've not, I've produced crappy bands and stuff like that, but I am way more likely to be like, Hey, we should try this weird thing that I saw someone try, or I heard one time. I don't know. It just feels like an easier way to go. Let's just try this thing. Um, and it's freaking cool. Um, but yeah, this song is, is, my first note is shit. This song is so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Oh, it, took me, it hit me hard back in the day too. I was like, "What are these guys doing? Oh, this is great." It is so good. The rhythm on the rhythm section and the rhythm of those verses in general is super cool. And then in the chorus, that drum part is awesome, and how it changes up on the last chorus to go more straight. Uh, where it's just more like, you know, snares on the three and four or th- two and four, like you'd expect. But on all those other choruses, it's that really kind of weird rhythm where he's switching it between the kick and the snare. I love this song. I mean, it is one of my top, I think it's, we kind of say this fairly often, but I mean, it is like it definitely in the top. Like if I have to make a playlist of the songs of that decade in this genre, this is in the mm-hmm. top 20, no doubt, maybe top 10. Ooh. It's a really Ooh. good song. It's so good. All right. uh, that might be high. I'd have to think about that. I'd have to write out that list. Maybe I should at some point. Kyle, what are your, what are your thoughts on Blue so, and Yellow? I love it. You guys are saying all, all the things that I agree with. I was going to tell you guys that I had a little note. There's something about this song that is like a kindred spirit to me uh, with the Blink-182 track with um, the letter reading before it. And the oh like yeah. there's something about the about the two songs. Uh, I should look. I should I should look what that song. Look up what that song is called. That way, people don't don't have to guess. But it's it's where Rob, it's like the two songs that go perfectly together. Robert Smith is on yeah. one, right? Yeah, it's uh, no, no no Stockholm. No, no. It's uh, Stockholm Syndrome is, that, is, is the song that is the actual song okay. that comes after it, but the spoken word thing before yeah. it does have a track title. And, and this and the piano progression on the verse of, of this is a lot like a lot like that progression. I, anyway, that was that was a little side tangent. I think it's just called Stockholm Syndrome oh. Interlude. If you're looking, yeah. Well, there you but go. On the album, it's is like, yeah. is that the one with reading, or is that the one where Travis Barker gets to go crazy? No, that's. 
remember. You know what? We're all <laughs> yeah. looking at it now. No, no, it's yeah, it's the piano and just the girl okay, okay, cool talking. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's got those vibes, and whatever those vibes are, I like a lot. Um, it's so mm-hmm. weird to me that uh, that the band that did like that a box full of sharp objects and this song are on the same record, but I love them both, and um, <laughs> like. It's cr- it, it is crazy that this band is is still considered screamo and it's just like man these dudes do like the ballads and the freaking mid tempos they've got it down like to a formula. I would not consider them screamo. I realize that they have elements elements of that but like they are way more way more than that genre descriptor gives them. Would you call them elevator screamo? <laughs> No, <laughs> what hellhole elevator is this where they're playing Screamo? Um, you just described Blake's literal hell. That's like a, that's his perfectly designed one. It's an it elevator just, that opens up to a subway yeah. or a like a subway sandwich shop or a Taco Bell. Um, oh gosh, uh, yeah, I no, I, it's like they're they're way more complicated than that because if you took away all the vocals on this record, it would be a really cool instrumental record. Uh, which is not something you could say for a lot of the genre at the time. Uh, the melodies are great. He's a great singer. There are screaming elements to it, but it's a pretty small percentage of if you like if you actually ran the like clock on how much time they spend screaming. It's more on this record than the one that follows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're, I, I just think that would not be enough. And that's, unfortunately, that's how every genre is, though. It's like you got to put a label on something, which sucks. Right. Uh, when you're trying to describe what you are, because it is funny that, like, the bands that we would, like, <laughs> meet up with or play with a show, they'd be like, it's hard to describe, because that's what every band says. Uh, yeah. And and we would be like, no, it's not hard to describe at all. You're a screamo band, and we would just like throw that label on them. But I wouldn't have done that with the used for sure. If someone was like, are they a screamo band? I'd be like, no, they have elements of that, but they have more uh, kind of jam rock influences than screamo influences. If I had to like pick a chunk of genre that they were in. I think Bert was just the guy that like brought them that label, but really a lot of the instrumentation that's going on is like not like anything else that's in the yeah, genre. Yeah, for sure. And I don't even know that anything really came after it. Uh that sounded like I don't feel like this was a band you could rip off very well. Kyle, I mean, what do you think? Do you do you are probably more into it than I am? Do you think there's bands that like totally rip the use off and I don't and did no. it well? So the thing is, I don't think bands rip the use off, and I think it's because I think it's because they're so special. Yeah, I just don't think it's very possible. I think it's like hard because they're a really good band. Well, <laughs> so you, it's like it's hard to rip off like freaking. Um, Rush, too. Right. Because, yeah, yeah. Like, right. although Coheed did a pretty good job at it. <laughs> it uh, took a long time. And Coheed's yeah. really good. Like, you know, right. like you, and to, yeah, the use kind of feels like that to me. It's like they're they're unique, and I can't put them in that, like, just slap a Screamo label on them because I'm like, they're unique. You can tell it's them. You can, they have a signature snare sound, for goodness sake. Like, right. you're not going to be able to just come in and copy that. Like, you could copy you know, a lot of the pop punk stuff and 
you could more kind of fit that in. Um, and I think it was hard to get some of that was hard with the mainstream kind of screamo thing. Cause I feel like they tried with a lot of bands. We had like the Hawthorne Heights and the, we had a lot of bands that kind of tried to do it. And it always felt pretty cheap. The stuff that made it to MTV two other than the used. Well, I, yeah, I, that's they, probably unfair. There's probably some good examples, but, but they were so er, weren't they kind of early on in that sound though? Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're 2002. Like, so they're like, Right, so they're like the godfathers of the screamo sound, but then screamo becomes like a parody of well, itself. Well, and, that, and that's what we're saying. Like you know, it's like it, nobody yeah. really copied these guys because no one really could, right. probably. No, no way. Yeah, yeah. I think that's mainly what it is. is that yeah, these guys are better musicians than most of the guys that had just switched from whatever genre to jump to this really quick <laughs> were and could handle. Um, Hello, bandwagon. Yeah, big bandwagon to jump onto. Okay, let's go to track nine. Did we talk about blue and yellow yeah. enough on there? I mean, I feel like that that song is so song. good. It's worthy of us talking That's, for ten minutes yes. if we have to. Uh, let's right. go to track nine, greener with the scenery. This song specifically, yeah, is like it could be on that Incubus record oh, yeah. that had Drive yeah. on it. Like you, you change Definitely. his vocals to Brandon Boyd instead of Bert, and it's like, oh yeah, this could be. It's got upright bass on it and all sorts of stuff. Of course, this guy could play upright bass. Oh yeah, of course. It might not it, be upright. Probably, it like, might just be. He, he'd never but, seen one in his yeah, life, and you yeah, hand play it that. to him, and he'd yeah. be like, oh, like this. No, I bet he played. This dude's too good uh, to not have been actually playing that thing in like a jazz band uh chris what are your thoughts on greener with the scenery eh. Eh, oh, that's shocking Meh. chris really <laughs> kyle just, what are your it's thoughts all, it's all right i mean i like the orchestration but uh, man i'm just a I, I love this one and i do think that i feel like this one we get our first kind of glimpse into what the next record's going to be like in love and death there's a lot more yeah, I think orchestration yeah, I can hear and that. also they do a thing that like becomes a very used the used thing uh they love that pizzicato the the plucking of the string instruments you know like uh yeah, and yeah. and i love that freaking jeff's bass it his freaking bass lines on this song are insane. So, man, I I really like this one, but also it. I I guess in fairness to you, birthday buddy, it could be that I am a sucker for uh, a string section, and I think they sound flipping oh, no, sweet I, on this song. I love the orchestration. I just thought it was trying to save like just a subpar mm-hmm. song. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's I think just, the chorus is the least interesting part of this entire song. Yeah. Like, I think the verses and the bridge and the orchestration and everything going on is more interesting than that chorus. It's just okay uh to compared to some of the other stuff that's on it it's not bad it's fine yeah. but it does feel like that kind it's of not like, bulimic for you <laughs> <laughs> well yeah or it's not it's not 
Blake wishes I had more screaming, is what he's saying. Yeah, definitely. That's really the problem. There's just not enough screaming. Or excuse me, it's not uh, say days ago for you. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, Blaine was fine. Uh, yeah, say days ago was, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> going to be. I, I, know, I know what's coming with that one. Yeah, you, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, actually, <laughs> do I not? there is competition. Uh, let's go track 10, Noise and Kisses. <laughs> See, I could do the first scream, but then when it keeps going, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nope, that's enough. <laughs> Just the one was cool. Kyle, what are your thoughts on on the track? Uh, Noises or kisses or both? Man, I really, I really like this one. Again, Jeff is showing off those bass skills. Um, I really like that guitar part. I laughed when I was listening to this record because well, the <laughs> I, I'm gonna use the wrong word, but like the phaser effect or whatever, you know, the, yeah, is it a phaser? phaser? That's it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's like, it's such a, that moment in time yet. It sounds so cool on this song. Like, I'm like, how did you make a phaser sound cool? Um, and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the screams. I also, there's some emo lyrics on this one, but I love the line share with me. Cause I need it right now. Let me see your insides. Like I've, I think that's cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm into this one, man. It's a little creepy that it's see your insides. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Let me see inside yeah. would be. I put I, that line was like, I'm like, I put foreshadowing for the rest of the decade. There's going to be lots <laughs> oh of. Oh my gosh. Like We're going to be talking about people's insides. <laughs> but I like it. I, I do like it in this song. Yeah. It's a nice little touch here. It's not too, too on the nose. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would say there's really never been most of his lyrics are not things that make me go like I don't feel one way or the other about them. They're kind of just lyrics that are there. You know, yeah. I'm not there's none of them where I'm like, oh my gosh, that's an amazing lyric. And they're not bothering me either, which is where most people's lyrics are for me. It's like they're fine. Like I don't you know, I don't need everything to be Ben Gibber yeah. level poetic. Yeah. Um so I like it. It's good. Um yeah. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on noise and kisses? Dude, great clip. Uh, big Burt Vox on that second chorus. Big, Bert. big guitar scratch, his, too. Yeah. Wow. The power slide. Showing off his pipes and that, uh, and that, um, and that bridge is so epic. I, I just, I bet that was so fun to play live. Those guys, these songs sound really fun to play. Like these guys just having a blast doing this and, and, um, that that bridge made me think of just an epic show moment. That must be great. It's a good song. Always. I mean, it's hard not to like track a song like that and probably be thinking like, how's this going to go live? I don't know. You, right. some, you gotta be thinking about that a little bit. Right. Um, yeah. It'd be a fun one. Okay. Let's go to track 11 on my own. What do I know? Now it seems that I have found 
Chris, what are your thoughts on, I'd call the official ballad on the record. Official ballad, for sure. Okay, is this the unofficial official last song? Or is this not even the last song on any track It's not the last song. I I think it's not the last song. Pieces Mended is the... Is the, okay, the cool. Because I this is one of those where I got a little mixed up between like what I was seeing in the streaming service and what I could remember from um, the record. Um, but this is a beautiful ballad um, towards the end of the record. Uh, the orchestration is really, really, really lovely. Really like it. Uh, I thought of Blake right away at the middle of this beautiful ballad. There's like kind of a scream tucked in, and I was like, oh, I bet Blake just, I bet Blake just like. Ah. <laughs> Screaming like 40 feet away from a mic in a cavern. Like, <laughs> why? Yeah. Pretty, pretty strings. You got to well, wonder just, if they it, were thinking, did they have the screams it, in their ears when they were doing that orchestra? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. They probably, uh, yeah. Then, but, you're right, uh, though. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. It makes me want to bang my head <laughs> against the wall. I realize that I'm the odd man out of the fan of the genre you know most people really no, were into it, it but it is instilled until the day i take my last breath on this earth when i hear a weirdly placed scream on a song i always think of you that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's me and you buddy like. yeah you'll be right there on with me uh riding along um uh, no it, it shows the the dynamics of this band their ability to pull off this beautiful ballad at the end kind of i'll say it bookends you know, the dynamics of the whole album, even though it's not the official last song, but it's like, and here's our last trick. We are awesome. <laughs> we have a good career coming. Good job. Um, yeah, we have a good career soft. coming. Yeah. You now yeah. know us. Kyle, what are your thoughts on, on, uh, on my own? Uh, man, it's, I love it. It's, it's a really pretty song. And, um, uh, it, I, I'm going to say it guys. It's a mixtape must. Ooh, nice. Ooh, okay. Yeah. This on, that's I'm fair. This on the mixtape. And turning it down when the screams comes on comes and you're freaking, you're, you know, well into the make out at that point because you're at track, <laughs> <laughs> track 11 on this thing. And I, yeah, I don't know. That's the, yeah. If you put it on a mixtape, that might work. But it, even then the screaming might, <laughs> you're like necking. Uh, it might not work too, though. Yeah, all the I don't. Yeah, screaming. I never it's had. Fine. I never had anything with screaming on it on the on the old uh, the, on that but CD. If you you did. On. But yeah, if you were into it, <laughs> yeah, <There's, laughs> that I think I would have been scared to make out with the chick that was into the screaming in the background while we did so. I don't think I would have been into that. Guys, not my. Style. I I realized that I forgot to mention something a few songs back. I'm just gonna say it because he does it on multiple songs. But one yeah, of the things that I like, he doesn't. He actually doesn't do it on this song. But one of the things I do think is cool, and I'm curious about what you think, Blake. Especially, you know, not necessarily liking the unnecessary screams, but they stack a regular clean vocal, and then they stack a screaming vocal. I think it yeah. sounds super cool. No, I, I think I, cool. I, I would, I would, I would almost be willing to bet that Feldman like in. Like invented that, made this yeah, up. Totally, I think he might have invented yeah. this. I am trying to think mm-hmm. of. I'm sure someone else did it. I've, His voice sounds so cool. 
but everyone did it. Uh, that yeah. is what they copped yeah. from this for sure. Was the but like Bert's voice does it totally per- like he's got yeah. the perfect voice for it. They do the stack. Well, okay. Now to be fair, a version of this exists with like the Def Leppard, like the Mutt Lang, like the big uh, kind of gang vocal yeah. thing in the background. Yeah. That's like what he did, which was like one vocal was doing like <sighs> yeah. like literally like breathy. Yeah. And then other ones were actually yelling it and other ones were actually singing it and they just stacked them. And it, that's what makes those kind of like, sounds like you're at Stadium. a sporting yeah. event and everyone's yelling it. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of a version of it, but this is this genre's, this is the updated version of it 20 years later um, in the 2000s that then everyone does uh, kind of like the rough thing on top of the clean thing, which I would think would be incredibly hard to make sound good live because you can't stack your vocals like that very well live. But um, so it would make me nervous about pulling off, which is why probably a lot of bands didn't sound very good live and were better produced because uh, some of that's hard to, hard to do. Um, but yeah, it's a cool thing. I bet Feldman basically invented it. We, I'd have to look into that cause he's a good producer and, uh, came oh, up with yeah. some good stuff and it's a good way to show off Bert's voice. You're right. Cause he does do both of those things really well. As much as I don't like screaming his, he's good at it. Yeah. Like it's not obnoxious. I just don't like screaming like, but the high pitch stuff that happened, like where people are just like, I don't know. It was like that stuff I had no tolerance for none. Oh, the like puberty screaming where you're like, Oh my God, what's happening? Where it Is sounds like my, my eight year old screaming. You know? yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, 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 exactly. it's just like high pitch and makes me want to, yeah. I, like scratch my eyeballs out yeah, for some well, reason, there, even like, though I'm were, hearing it. You're talking about like the sub genre of like from first to last kind of bands, right? Yes, like that kind of like yeah. like offshoot from this. Yeah, it got yeah. gnarly. No, yeah, for sure. Okay, let's go to uh, the last official track on the record, uh, Pieces Mended. Kyle, let's go to you first. What are your thoughts on the uh, last track? Pieces uh, the freaking rhythm section on this song is another. It's just another banger. Just insane. Um, I I like this song. I'm not into like the secret track that comes with it. I don't. I assume we're not going to talk about that, or are we? I was actually going okay. to just because. Okay. So, uh, but we can. We I guess we can talk about it if we want to talk well, about it. But. Well, so I'll I'll say I'll say this. Take off these hidden tracks, and I think I might prefer this song before I uh, before on my own and in the in the record on on my own. That's that's I think that's you're right. what I would have done. Completely agree. Um, and also, let's like <laughs> we talk about order all the time, how important it is. And these guys sold a, fr- a freaking million records, so whatever you know. But like just for fine. yeah, mm-hmm. they don't need they don't care about but, our. But for my liking, track order, I think <laughs> I would have in twenty twenty two the two around. <laughs> Yeah. I'm with you, Kyle. I think that they should have switched 100% around. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent. I don't like this last track really. I don't really like almost anything about it, but I don't hate it. It's just kind of boring. It's kind of just weird. It, it just 
the production's got like this weird like garage band demo kind of quality, right? No, I mean it's not. It's fine. It's just not that interesting yeah. to me. Like nothing going no, no. on in it. Well, it feels it kind of, at times it feels like we needed we need another rock song. You know what I mean? We need something else with heavier parts, and it's like I guess, but right. it just felt like the verse. I don't know. It's just not that. I like it. I like it. Just it's fine. even the least interesting. It's the least interesting thing he does on the bass, too, honestly. Yeah. Like, do, 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 do. I mean, it's just not that. It's okay. It's fine. It's just like, it's disappointing as a final track. And then you got to wait for six minutes for some lady to sing happy birthday. She's clearly and naked. Then, and, and clearly h- large. Yeah. And him start screaming his freaking head off. <laughs> um so I guess any other thoughts on, on pieces mended before we go to kind of the secret track? Cause I feel like we've talked about secret tracks or bonus tracks. We, we just talked about secret tracks last week, yeah. uh, our last episode. Um, so I felt like this one had, it annoyed me enough that I had to, we had, I had to talk about it. So I'm going to play <laughs> a little bit of the secret track. I could find a couple seconds of this that we could put on here without just having to, <laughs> I, yeah, just go nuts with the sensor. Yeah. Earmuffs. Here we go. This song is literally called Choke Me. Uh, it's it's rocking. I mean, I'll at least give him that, like, that the riff is pretty cool and stuff like that. But gosh, I am like, I'd never listen to this full thing probably ever in my life. And I, and I did some, this there's time some lyrics. just to like, yeah, I looked up the lyrics. I was like, did he just, you did. Did he yeah, just he say what he did. I thought he, he said? He said what you think he said. Because I was like, did, did surely I'm mishearing um, <laughs> about what he's asking someone to do uh, to him. So this just like lyrics, screaming, everything just sounds like giant middle fingers to me yeah. as the listener. And may, I bet some people loved it, but like I hated it. And um, and yeah, it was just like uh, left a bad, a really bad taste in my mouth for the last couple tracks when there's a lot of this record, I really, really like, but I can never put this one. You never forgive them for this. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just like, yeah, it just felt like they were like, Oh, this would be funny. I think that that's what the conversation was. It it's just what it feels like to me. And I, it just makes me go, Ugh, I don't know. Am I being too, am I being a stick in the mud guys? Okay. Blake, I, here's the thing. I respect your opinion and I understand it. I love it. It's just madness, man. It is just I do too, Kyle. I love this madness. song. I love everything about it. It's just freaking chaos. Okay, uh, that's fine. You guys are probably more than I mean. I was probably not the target demo, uh, so that's fine. Okay, well, Kyle, it, tell me, or y'all, y'all say what you love because that's, that's say, a better note to end on than me complaining it's about it. It's a bonus it. track because you get to tuck, you get to tuck the weirdness yeah. behind. That's true. You know, it, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just chaos in, in, in a very cool way for me. Like, okay. Oh, melodic chaos. So here's the thing. I never in my life 
was a punch dancer. I think that's what they call it. The, the kids in the mosh pits swinging yeah. their arms around punch dancing. Yeah. I was never a punch dancer. Um, but I always, I always like those songs that made kids punch dance. I always kind of like, you know, like, yeah, this song rocks. Um, and I feel like this, I feel like maybe I was in my mind punch dancing every time this song was on. Um, Cause it's just, it's just so nuts that I was like, yeah, yeah. Sign me up. I want to listen to this again. I, if I didn't like, if there was something I didn't like about it, I, I didn't like the lyrics. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not just not as tasteful as, as we expect. From yeah. <laughs> I can't even, Oh, uh, they are vulgar for sure. <laughs> and I've never, okay. That's the other thing is I don't that's like screaming. Way to put it. Yeah. I don't like screaming. I'm not big into vulgarity in music. Yeah. I hate, like I'm fine with like a raunchy movie. Like that's yeah. where, or like comedian or something like that. It's like, there are times when it's like great. It's, it's best when it's funny. Yeah. That's when it's best. But like, it just doesn't work for me in song form. Uh, well, for some clearly, reason, clearly, I mean, here, in fairness to you, Blake, like clearly they're not taking themselves 100% seriously on the song, right? Like, you don't, I think that you're probably uh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a, this is a used yes. joke song, right? Right. But that's yeah. what makes it not work for me yeah. even more. No, no, that's what I mean. <laughs> I assume, I assume that it's the ears yeah. a little weird. Yes. But yeah, I've, uh, I'll, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I'm glad. Kyle, I had that same thought though. Like I was like, "Oh, this is like being at like a suicidal tendencies <laughs> concert, like in the middle here." Like I, I exactly, just like walking through the, I, I guess, like like denim vest with the sleeves ripped off. It's the only thing you're allowed to wear in that like pit. There's, yeah, I think here's the other thing that bothers me about it is that you're right. They probably wrote this as a joke, yeah. and it was funny to them. And like most of the kids, freaking lapped it yeah. up, like you know, and and loved it to a degree that. Uh, that I think the juxtaposition of the joke and the seriousness that the people then punch danced <laughs> to this song for or whatever. It's like, I think that's what makes it even more ridiculous to me is that I know people freaking uh, like ate well, it up. And so good so, for them. I mean, I, I'm just probably so jealous. The thing is it's, it's just, it is absolute chaos. And, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go grade school on you. Like, I loved the freaking kid at grade school that was going to attempt like a double penny drop from the monkey bars. I loved watching it (laughs) and I was into, I was there cheering him on. I was never going to attempt a double penny drop from the monkey bars. No way. But there was something about like the kids that were just a little on edge that like, I I was like, yeah, this kid's cool. And this song is, (laughs) is that kid to me? Like it's, it's nuts. It's insane. And see, if I, I see the kid that's listening to this song and I'm like, he's the kid that's going to come shoot up the school. And that's who <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping my eyes on. Okay. No. Is the kid that takes this song too seriously. Don't you? I mean, like I'm not too far off with that description. You didn't take it seriously. Is no, the difference. No, I didn't. But if you were 15 and, and like loved this, I'd be like, I'm I got an eye on you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like, you, you make me nervous. <laughs> Kyle, what's a double penny drop? Well, isn't a penny drop like when you would hang upside down from the monkey bars with your feet under and then and then you would just like lift your head and land on your feet? So like like a flip. Yeah, like a flip. So this this okay. like when you when you move. swing yeah. outward and then you f- double flip, like the double penny drop. Yeah. And it it was I oh. I never saw it landed. 
<laughs> I don't think it's possible physically for yeah, an elementary said, age kid. Let's just say two two backflips off the monkey bars. The, the the good thing about elementary is like we got rubbery bones, kids. Like, oh yeah, no kidding. <laughs> there was a hole in the top of our like big toy. Like you could be running from end to end. And like, if you were a new kid and didn't know that there was a straight like two Holy foot smokes. by two foot blo- like hole in the middle, <laughs> you just fall, dude. Like eight feet. I love. <laughs> this is a stupid tangent, but I love talking to my kids about playgrounds when when like we were little because they're uh, like because they are for now. <laughs> yeah, they like, my kids are like, wait, what? You didn't have the soft padding, and I'm like, no. And they're like, well, what did they put down? Wood chips, and I'm like, no, like just smaller rocks. Gravel. <laughs> Rocks, yeah, rocks, rocks, but tiny ones. Rocks yes. that we could pick up and throw exactly. at each other exactly. if we wanted to. And the all s- the slides were metal, <laughs> baking in the sun 100, all day. 180 degrees on those slides. Yep. You had to wear long pants all year long, or you'd have third degree burns. Totally. <laughs> on your legs. Oh my God. Well, like when I'm talking about the uh, penny yeah. drops, I have vivid memories of this one just crazy kid face planting multiple times and just having multiple oh. pieces of gravel embedded in his forehead. <laughs> oh, those little, yeah, they would get, oh, that's hilarious. Oh uh, yeah. The playground equ- equipment of today's youth is not the they don't same. Know, these kids don't it's, know what they uh, have. We've got the metal slides in the neighborhood and they're awesome. They're like fast. <laughs> right. Like, they're yes. way fast. They are way fast. There's so, so much faster than those plastic ones. They get so They hot. are hot though. I mean, in the summer, I mean, they're, it, you could bake cookies on them. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you could throw some frozen cookie dough and in 15 minutes have a, you know, gooey in the middle, like yeah. the perfect chocolate chip cookie on the metal slide. Okay, uh, so that does it for track by track. We even went into the bonus track uh, and got, and the bonus playground equipment <clears throat> conversation. Yeah, you You're know, welcome, just in fan case, base. <laughs> in case you needed that, oh, let's go to lasting impression. Uh, lasting impressions, uh, Chris. Do you think it holds up? It does. It's a good record. Um, it, Screamo has aged a little bit in a little weird ways. But one thing you said earlier, how they weren't exactly a Screamo band, more like a rock band influenced by screamo even though they kind of i don't want to say invented it but took it mainstream um but i really enjoyed listening to the record still there's some good rock songs on here so definitely good some some hooks uh kyle i assume you think it holds up yeah i i definitely do and and i think that a lot of that has to do with just how how good they are at their crafts you know like they're Mm -hmm. they're good players they write good songs bert's a great singer um I was trying to look at the at the date on yeah okay so like the shape of of punk to come the refused record that that comes out in 98 and you get a little bit of like the what I would call the not traditional screamo in that you know so like I think maybe these guys might have been influenced by them but yeah I don't think oh for sure but this is the first thing that sells 100%. a million copies of a record, and and um yeah, but yeah, they didn't invent I, I, it, but they. I think it holds up. Got credit for I, it. I don't think it hurts that it that the record sounds really good. That John Feldman did a really good job, um, but man, I love it. And the more I listen to like the instrumentation, I know that they don't sound like the Clash, but that's what I what I thought of when I listened to them because it's like when you have people that play their instruments really well, you can be really inventive in, in the parts that you write. And the, I mean, this bass player is insane. I think, I think we gushed over Jeff on the, in, in love and death. 
uh, episode, and if we didn't, oh well, yeah. I mean, you can't. That's all we <laughs> talked about, man. The <laughs> rhythm section Obsessing. is just yeah. so good, and and look, the guitarist is great too. Like he does really yeah. cool stuff throughout it too. Yeah. It's just that I think good guitar players are more easy to come by than great bass players that really stand out. Um, like Jeff with a PH does, uh, fantastic, really good playing. Um, is it their best album? I think it holds up too, by the way. I think it's good. Sounds all, all the same notes. It sounds good. Good songs. There's some things I don't like about it, but as, as far as a breakout record, it's pretty, it holds up, I think. Anyway, so let's go to, uh, you know, like, is it their best album? Kyle, I think you you probably have the best opinion on this. You've listened to um, more of their catalog than I have. No, I, I don't think it is their best album. I mean, I, I think, I, am I wrong? Did we all think that, uh, do, did we all think in Love and Death is their best record? Am I wrong there? I do. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, and I haven't listened to most of their newer stuff, but for the stuff I was into and listened to, yeah, I think In Love and so Death is a really, really good record. I will record. tell you that um, I love, I freaking love their catalog. Like, I love almost everything that they put out. And they had a little bit of a hiatus from Feldman. And then they came back to Feldman. And as a matter of fact, the new record that they put out, um, Heartwork, it, I think it's a 2021 release. Um, he put it out on his label because now Feldman has big noise. And, oh, and so that like even. that's a pretty big deal because I'm certain that he's tied to all kinds of good people. And the record sounds awesome. And they have some freaking kick butt songs on it. But uh, yeah, that's my that's my used plug. But no, this is not their best record. I personally think In Love and Death is their best record. What about is it their most important album? This one's a little trickier because I think we agree that In Love and Death is better, but this was such a... The Taste of Ink is just like... It's pretty big. like, And I think it yeah. was pretty big in the genre and kind of for what came after 2002. And it was kind of... I think the used was kind of the switch to the... I'd have to look at the timeline. What like What else came out around... What else came out before this that wasn't Taking Back Sunday, Thursday? I think Thursday beats this, right? It does by a year. Taking Back Sunday okay. and and Thursday are a year before this. But none, neither one of them are platinum. No, right? and actually, guys, no. so, so here's the thing. Uh, In Love and Death and the used self-titled, both platinum albums. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's re. I mean... Tough to say. Yeah, I think it's pretty tough. I mean, it, this one, it's pretty close to it, probably just because, like I said, I think that... Well, it makes me wonder. I I'm going to look and see if uh, Lies for the Liars was platinum because they had that freaking Transformers song, pr the Pretty Handsome Awkward, oh, that pretty freaking handsome, awkward. riff. That's Holy that smokes. song is so awesome. <laughs> I love that oh, song. Man, I'm looking right now. I played that song in Guitar Hero. <laughs> I would play it over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> you guys doing parts with your mouth are my favorite part of this podcast. Ooh, so Lies for Liars, even with freaking the help from Transformers, uh, gold. Like, like that's small, but you know. Well, yeah, but you got the downfall of the music that's industry. True. That's yeah, true. You got the intertwined <laughs> intertwined <laughs> with... Uh, yeah, because yeah, what year is that, Kyle? Uh, it's 2007? Yeah, well, I think maybe 2008. No, 2007, May 22nd, 2007. Yeah. Great the, record. The wheels are coming off. Yeah, the wheels are Which coming just, off. Which just, in case anyone's listening, we think genre. that the reason that 
music industry crumbled is because of Good Charlotte. They caused it. <laughs> yeah. They're terrible music. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of flipping vinyl, Kyle flipped a couple Good Charlotte oh, records. Yeah, he did. Hey. He's making that Benji Holy Joel smokes. money. Cha-ching. Man, I, I had no clue that people were, were waiting for that one. I'm just ass- they were fighting you. I'm for just it. assuming that I mean these records are all turning twenty. Like surely they're going to put some more out. Surely Good Charlotte is going to put some more records out. Uh, I mean, you mean like repress? yeah, like repress? Yeah. Why yeah. would you oh, not? Right, I mean, right, right. I keep thinking that, but then some of these albums that I'm trying to get on vinyl, like the twenty year anniversary comes around and I don't see it. I'm like Yellow Cards getting back together for that to play whatever festival. And, and they're playing all of Ocean Avenue. I'm like, if you don't re-release it on vinyl, I'm gonna be upset because totally. I need it on vinyl. I don't have it, and I'm not. You're paying. not paying two hundred bucks? Why? No, <laughs> just not. I just am not interested in spending two hundred bucks on a vinyl. I'll I'll spend sub one hundred. Uh, I think that's where my limit is. Okay, awards, Desert Island songs. Chris, two or three of your favorites. This one's pretty easy for me. Maybe Memories, The Taste of Ink, and Blue and Yellow. I know I'm being pretty vanilla here, but those songs are all great. I would take them to my little island paradise with me while I looked for food or, you know, tried to find shelter from the sun. I'd love it. Yeah, you'd only get to listen to them for like two days. We'd all die on a desert island like two oh, days yeah. later. So we'd get to I listen totally to them. I would totally be drinking salt water. Like, I can make this work. Yeah. It's, it's just, this got to be like an urban legend. I'll it's just water. desalinate it with same. my body. <laughs> Kyle, what are two or three of your favorites desert island songs? I'm going to go. Mm, blue and yellow, noise and kisses, and buried myself alive. Ooh. Okay. Um, we all have at least two overlaps because mine are blue and yellow. Buried myself alive. Uh, buried myself alive, and the t- taste of ink. Yeah. I can't talk tonight. Uh, and same thing. Those are kind of maybe the boring picks, but I really like those songs. I mean, they are they are standout tracks on this record. I think that's the 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 big difference for me is that there are like about half the songs on this record hit like kind of for me mm-hmm. some of them hit really hard or awesome whereas like the ne- the f- the next record in love and death is just uh, more solid throughout the whole record right. what did you think about um, uh they, about lies for the liars blake did you listen to that one i did it was I, a little heavier it's it's too heavy yeah. for me yeah and and that's just a preference i don't think it it sounds good i'm or, sorry i do think it sounds good but it, yeah it got too heavy i'm more into the pop and like yeah. the the melodies and stuff. I think they're really good at that. So I, I, I hate to see something, someone that can do something that I really love. And then they kind of like ditch that a little bit. I get why they probably like being harder. I'm sure that their favorite song is not to play like blue and yellow probably. Right. Cause it's yeah. a chiller song or whatever, but uh, you know, it, that's just what I'm generally attracted to. Um, and I, that's one of the things I really liked about this band is that they did that really well. And it didn't feel like, didn't feel like they were doing the like, oh, let's, we got to do a ballad or something on here. It felt like they were doing that really, really well. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm. Those are maybe the cliche songs to pick, but they're really good. Maybe Memories is really hard to not put in there though, because that's a great intro to the band, a great intro to the record. Uh, so, okay, nobody's perfect. What's the worst song on the album? We got to go with uh, Kyle first because I'm curious what yours is. I'm so I truly I love this album and and it's tied to nostalgia for me because it really opened 
it opened up my eyes to like maybe branching out just a little bit into the genre. And so I'm not taking anything off. Okay. Interesting. Chris, uh, do you, do you have one? Greener with scenery. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I keep it. Sorry. Kyle. Okay. I don't think that's a bad call. I mean, mine's going to be say days ago. Yeah. I just like, that's the song that makes me just go, Oh, I gotta get rid of this, <laughs> but that's just more of a preference. It's not that it's the worst. I mean, I think it's probably, yeah, that's definitely the one I'm kicking off for sure. Uh, what about growing out a shower, Kyle? Do you have one that you like more now than maybe you did originally? Man, I don't think so. I, I mean, I think I, I, I may not have appreciated the instrumentation that went into it at the time. I just was kind of listening to it as collective sound. Uh, so I can definitely say that I don't think that I was, I don't think I knew when I was younger, how good these guys were at their instruments, but, but I, I loved the music then. So I actually, I think that that's, I'm going to steal your answer, Kyle. That was not going to be my answer, but I think you're right. It's not a song. It's the musicianship really. Like I, um, I think I understood that they were really good, but I think now, like as you, I'm listening to this record again to do this episode, I'm like, Man, they are really good. And I know we've talked about the rhythm section before, but like that's a pretty there's impressive stuff going on for a band that just like started. This oh. is their first this is their debut record. Um so yeah, I think just the musicianship is it's not like it was I thought it was bad back then. I'm just like very appreciative because the, there was just a lot of kind of hacks. <laughs> there was right. a lot of bad not well, great there, musicians they, in the genre or like, you know, there's so many stories of people coming in and like other people recording their stuff for them and stuff basically. And yeah. and this you can tell was not the case. It was a lot to digest. If you're, you know, we're kind of new to this genre. It was a new genre. Uh, so there's a lot coming at you sonically. I'm not sure if I had time to really inspect the musicianship, but dude, this is the second record from them we've done. And all we, we're just like, just gushing over Jeff with the pH man. Um, yeah, I definitely didn't recognize it at the time either. I'm stealing Blake's answer, which was stolen from all Kyle. right. Yeah, that's fine. We can all do that. Uh, we can do whatever we want on the triple play. Yeah, it's easy enough. Um, well, I guess that does it for us for this episode. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we started releasing these little snack episodes, what we're calling them, where we just kind of needed a place where we could talk about you know, new singles that these kind of bands are coming out with because a lot of them are coming out with new singles, new albums and stuff. Uh, we, we want to kind of reserve these, you know, deep dives into the albums for the albums that actually were out in the two thousands. But, uh, we'll, we've got one coming out this week from a new band. Uh, in the first one, we, we talked about a couple new Bayside songs. Uh, so we'll talk about new singles. We'll talk about tours that are coming out, just kind of whatever's going on. Uh, that we want to talk about in the genre. We basically have this text thread that goes on between us. And every once in a while we're like, Hey, why don't we just like actually talk about this instead and record it and throw it out there. So let us know if you like the snack episodes or if you have any suggestions for things that we should check out and talk about They're little short 10 or 15 minute episodes. So let us know what you think about those. You can do so by emailing us at info at finding uh, or you can find us on all the social media stuff at finding emo pod, 
you can go to findingemopod.com, order a t-shirt if you'd like one, rock that thing. Um, and we'd appreciate, obviously, a glowing five-star review on iTunes. We always really enjoy that as well. Um, and you just scared the crap out of me, Chris, with that picture that you blew up on my screen of Burt McCracken. <laughs> That's Kyle. Was that oh, Kyle? my God. I was about to post a funny Burt McCracken photo, too, but Kyle's is, what is happening there? But so it, it's so big on my screen that it just popped up because <laughs> I've got our chat up, and it uh, very much scared me because uh, Burt McCracken's now staring into my soul. and uh, kind of looks like a coworker of mine, actually. Right. Um, right. He Doesn't he look like a software developer that like played music in, the, in his 20s? Yeah, we'll definitely put yeah. that in the show notes so you can know what we're talking about uh, if you've stayed with us this long. Anyway, check out the snack episodes. We're excited. We're back in the, back in the saddle uh, after dealing uh, just you know general summer vacation stuff we know we were a little sparse on the episodes but we're back in the rhythm now uh don't know what we're doing next though uh so we'll just keep an eye out we'll put it on the on the social medias if you want to check out the full record before you listen that will do it for us we will catch you next time Bye.